Hello, everybody. This is Barry Feeker with the Topeka Rescue Mission. You're listening to Our Community, Our Mission on October the 12th of 2022, podcast number 143. If you like these podcasts, we hope you do. Otherwise, you're really miserable right <laughs> yes. now. Uh, but we would uh, ask you to subscribe, to rate, or to share them. Um, the word's getting around. People are very interested in these. Lamanda Broyles, Executive Director of the Rescue Mission. Good morning. Good morning. You know, I saw the other day mm-hmm. a billboard that mm-hmm. uh, Lamar Outdoor Advertising has put yes. up about these podcasts mm-hmm. so that people would know where to tune in to listen yes. to them on their mobile devices. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool, huh? It is so neat. Yeah. Lamanda, I'm in rare form. I've been gone a week. I, I missed know. last week. You and Miriam rolled mm-hmm. with this and just uh-huh. did a great job with Scott uh-huh. and all that. And so did you miss me? Of course we did. Of course We're did. recording, yeah. right? So I have to say that. Yes. No, we did. And we're glad you're back. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, don't think we like you or anything. Well, but, yeah. I just wasn't sure. So <laughs> that's why I came back. And especially with the guest I have today. I yes. didn't want to miss. I know you didn't. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Just wanted to really be here for her. Because uh, yep. she's great. She loves me asking her questions. Uh-huh. So, but uh, before we jump into that, um, you wanted to kind of talk a little bit more about Christmas. Yes. And uh, it's still coming on, mm-hmm. in December coming. from what I understand. Yes. Uh-huh. And here we are, middle of October. And uh-huh. so talk about Christmas and what we think we may see this year. Yes. You know, um, for many of us, Barry, Christmas is just such a beautiful time, um, especially when we are having a relationship with the Lord and, and we know that we're celebrating um, Jesus's birth and, and we understand that and we have traditions and family. Um, but that is not the case for everyone. And um Christmas, the holidays, that can be a really tough time. Um, it could be a time where people feel alone. It could be a time where uh, people are, you know, doing more with drug use or alcoholism because they are trying to numb the pain of um, them being able to see the joy that so many other people have that they don't. Um, and so it's also a time, I think this year particularly, Um, where a lot of families that look just like mine, Barry, um, are really struggling financially um, with the just the inflation that's on items from toiletry type things to food to gas. Um, There's a lot of people who are really trying to prepare for the holidays, the meals, the gifts, all of that as much as possible. But it's a hindrance this year um, and it's a concern. And so, um, you know, we're really trusting in the Lord and our donors, our volunteers um, to supply TRM with um, different items that are needed so that we can in turn uh, be stewards of those. Those don't belong to us. Uh, But we know that we're going to have a lot of people in need this year. Um, Just for, you know, a number comparison, we typically, um, with the United Way and the Christmas Bureau, we, you know, say that we're going to adopt 250 families. Um, You know, just for number purposes, even if just those 250, if there were two people, that's 500 individuals. Um, And so that can multiply. Uh, And then sometimes we also uh, try to be extra help. So if there's people on that Christmas Bureau list who uh, were not picked up for that adoption, or maybe something happened with the people that were going to try to help that family that can't, um, the rescue mission really says, hey, we're going to stand in the gap. Uh, But standing in that gap really requires uh, some faith in the Lord. Uh, but also action and uh, preparedness on our part. And so that's what we're doing. So uh, we're needing 
tons of different items, everything from the large size crock pots, mm-hmm. uh, new toasters. Um, we need things that are more practical, like the socks, gloves, hats, hand warmers, um, to also having um, an idea of trying to do a homemade item food item uh, for the unsheltered on the streets. So not only are we looking at adopting and helping everyone that's in need for those 250 plus families and individuals on the Christmas Bureau in our hearts, we're really also trying to prepare to bring Christmas joy to 200 people on the streets. Mm -hmm. And um, we're preparing because our numbers, which we'll talk about that a little bit more, they are really on the rise in the shelters. And so we're trying to plan for 200 guests as well. Um, And so we're looking at serving anywhere between 15 to 2000 individuals, possibly 400 known homeless in shelters out in the streets, known at Mm -hmm. this time, Mm -hmm. plus Mm -hmm. a whole lot of other people who are maybe struggling right now who Maybe aren't homeless. Correct. Maybe even are employed, but underemployed to be able to continue to do what they need to do. You said bring Christmas joy. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? When I think of joy, I think of um, it can't just be on its own. You know, where there's joy, there's also peace. There's also hope. Um, and there's just a lot of people right now, Barry, who don't have that, that they truly feel like they're unseen. They feel like their circumstance isn't going to change. It isn't going to get better. Um, There's a lot of people who are trying to do their best, but they live with dread Mm -hmm. because of just the pains that come every day, whether that's pain of loss or pain of shame. Um, And at the rescue mission, you know, we're here to say um, the scripture in the Bible doesn't tell us love those you think are worthy. Or love those you agree with politically (laughs) or love those X, Y, Z. It tells us to love people, period. Our neighbor. And that's what we're doing. And so um, there's different reasons why people need joy brought to them. The circumstances are different, uh, but our purpose is the same. And that's that we know um, with Jesus, things are different. Um, And that we also know that even if you have a relationship with Christ, that doesn't mean that this world doesn't hurt. This world is broken. And so we also want to be as realistic, authentic Christians as we can be to say, this world is tough. And it does not matter how much of the Bible you know, how many church services you attend. The or world is hard. you believe in Jesus Correct. or not, you have a need and we, we want to, do to love that. our neighbor and we're going to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. And so um, it's great. And, and we rely on the Lord for us to do that. But the Lord also has given us a sound mind and discernment and those kinds of things to plan and prepare too. So that's why everyone for the next what, six weeks is going to hear us talking about Christmas needs yes. on this podcast. Well, people, they, they tell us they want to hear about it because yes. they want to do something. People want to be a part of the blessing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Whether they um, are able to actually come and volunteer, which we will also be recruiting yes. volunteers uh-huh. to help out with the Christmas distribution, whether it's in shelters, on the streets, or in mm-hmm. our distribution areas that mm-hmm. we're going to, uh, for the community. Um, but also people that can't do that want to be a part of the blessing to just maybe financially give or mm-hmm. go buy that gift or, you know, in Lamanda every year we say, okay, how many are we supposed to adopt? Uh-huh. How many are we supposed to take on? And we never know a hard number because no. we don't know how many are coming. Mm-hmm. And so by faith, mm-hmm. we pray, mm-hmm. we attempt to determine what we think the Lord's telling us and then we go do it. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing to see those people on the other end who are being touched by God, 
who are saying, yes, I want to go to that website and see what those needs are. I want to write a check or I want to volunteer or all the above. And somehow, some way, it's not a coincidence, Mm -mm. it works Mm -hmm. that we can bless people to not only bless them with something practical that they need, something to eat, but also to help them to know they've been seen, Mm -hmm. that they are loved, they are valued Mm -hmm. in this time what they need that. And, you know, uh, because you know you thought you needed to go on a vacation, uh, we haven't been able to talk about this. Yes, oh, that's right, that's yeah, right. No, actually, I was trying to survive the traffic. But anyway. um, yes, and so I, I haven't been able to talk to you very much, um, just only every day. But we won't go there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was trying to say but, I have no cell signal, but that's right. didn't work. It, those Lamanda phone calls still went through. But on a serious note, Barry, one of the stories I haven't got to tell you yet is I was processing uh, just the hearts of our distribution center and how they're wanting to do some things differently and. Um, that the challenge looks so great, but I feel like the Lord is saying, trust us. And so we're going to do that. But in a Christmas meeting, um, one of, and I'm going to protect as much information as possible for confidentiality reasons, but they shared that just last week, um, an individual drove up to the distribution line in a pretty decent vehicle and was asking for food. And so our team just rallied around them, whatever they needed. But this individual shared that um, this was the first time this individual needed to access food. And the individual said, um, I am now at a point where I'm needing to make a decision between food for my family or to pay car car payments. And this individual is not trying to be irresponsible. This individual is not trying to say a car matters more than this, but this individual knows that if the car payments aren't made, then they can't get their kids where they need to go. They can't get to work. They can't do all of that. And this individual said, I knew that I could come get food and basically that it was free of judgment. And so why did our team share that with me? They said, Lamanda, we're seeing more people who have never had to access before and some who may have potentially even been donors for us are strapped right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they are really facing challenges. And our team wants to be able to say, with no strings attached, just you're in need, we're going to meet that need. Mm-hmm. But then that requires everybody doing their parts mm-hmm. too, because we're not just serving and providing for people who are associated with TRM. Yeah. The services of our distribution center is for our community. And so in order to continue to serve everyone in our community, it still takes the community to help us do that. Sure does. Sure so. does. And fewer people are able to help. Yes. Because they're in that situation. Mm-hmm. So those of you who are able to help, um, we've always appreciated you, but maybe more now yes. than ever mm-hmm. because of your sacrificial giving. Yes. So, and we know that many, many people who give to the rescue mission give sacrificially mm-hmm. because they do believe in helping their neighbor, yes. loving their neighbor mm-hmm. in the most tangible way that they know how. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, speaking of more people coming our way, yes. our Hope Center mm-hmm. is um, now filling up. Mm-hmm. That's for, for women and families here at the Rescue Mission. Mm-hmm. And we've had a number of transitions here at the Rescue Mission, not just me, yes. but some other <laughs> folks have been around a long time now uh-huh. have uh, retired yes. and, and moved on. And so we needed a uh, director for Hope Center, yes. which I think probably next to... Hmm, President of the United States. Um, I agree. Queen of England. Um, whatever. It's the hardest job in the world, I think, uh, for a lot of reasons. FBI. FBI. Secret agents, yeah, pretty much. CIA, yeah. you name it. Um, Hospital but, uh, CEO. Takes that really unique person. And so as Deborah Sab, who had been our director for over 20 years, uh, decided to retire, we, uh, we prayed hard. 
and decided we were going to look for somebody outside or inside. Mm -hmm. And God just pretty well blessed us with that right person. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to say any more nice things about her than that. No, Uh actually, I have a lot of nice things to say. She'll be crying. But Rachel Flanagan came to us here uh, not terribly long ago to work with us in human trafficking interventions with Restore Hope and has just done a phenomenal job with that. And um, um, we uh, looked at her for Hope Center director and she said, I'm here to do whatever the Lord tells you Mm -hmm. that I'm supposed Mm -hmm. to do. Mm -hmm. And so, Rachel, we've had you on podcast before. Good morning. Good Glad morning. you're with us. Yeah, you love these, don't you? Absolutely. I wish everybody could see her <laughs> little red highlight cheeks. of my day. <laughs> so, Rachel, um, we're going to introduce your uh, intern that's with you, Maddie, here in just a minute. But, Rachel, um, how long have you been in the role of um, actually, you started working in the Hope Center, um, assisting Deborah. And so, you've been director how long now? Um, a week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, since about last Monday, it feels like a lot longer. Uh-huh. But um, so you were kind you've of been filling, doing dual roles. Filling du- yeah, filling that role. Yeah. Up. Rachel, um, when you were approached about being the director of this Hope Center for Women and Families and some of the most challenged, broken people in our part of the world yes. who come to our doors, and they don't always just um, say, wow, I'm really glad to be here. Sometimes there are a lot of challenges with drug addiction, mental health, hopelessness. Um, the list goes on and on and on. Right. You knew this going in. I did. Why'd you, why'd you say yes? Um, I feel like I was called to this position. Um, it wasn't something that I ever like saw myself doing a year ago when I started at TRM. Mm-hmm. But um, when I started helping at the Hope Center when we had... COVID issues mm-hmm. um, a few months or probably a few months after I started and Terry and I jumped in and we're helping over there. I knew that that's where I needed to be. I didn't know what it was going to look like mm-hmm. or how I was going to get there, but, um, or how fast. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, it is. Ha- it's like the roller coaster and we're still going downhill very fast, mm-hmm. not downhill. I mean, uphill, but uphill. The downhill <laughs> yeah, is a lot faster uh-huh. yeah. than when you're going up. Yeah. So, um, I just, I love it. Being with the people, being able to be face-to-face and communicate and interact and see the success stories and all the things that um, these women and families are going through is just heartbreaking. And, you know, heartbreaking piece and the compassion piece Mm -hmm. um, is extremely important in what we do to help all of the folks that we encounter. Mm -hmm. But when I say it's probably one of the most difficult jobs. Uh, definitely is one of the most difficult jobs here at TRM. Mm-hmm. And I would say probably in the city of Topeka and maybe the whole wide world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, because of the level of brokenness, mm-hmm. you're on call 24-7. I am. Um, That's been a joy. Uh-huh. Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> and you don't it's like, get... I wonder, when am I, when am I off work? Because uh-huh. exactly. if I'm not here, I'm still kind of here, but not here. Yeah. And just call <laughs> Deborah and say, how long did you do this? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> and how? But, but... Um, you know that's a, that's a that's an extremely heavy burden, but I hear purpose mm-hmm. in your in your uh, conversation here in your in your attitude because it's greater than the responsibility. Right. Yeah. Love the one in front of you. Love the one in front of you. Yeah. So you have a team and you're building the team over there. Yes. And uh, we are growing. Um, we uh, COVID uh, really. Um, dismantled a lot of things, including the numbers of people we could shelter. Yes. You're seeing people that um, made it out of the mission and now they're needing to come back again because they it's so hard out there. Yes. What's that like? Um, it's a struggle 
you want to help everybody. And um, as much as we try to do our best, we also don't want to enable. Um, we are here to help. We want to love them regardless of what they've been through, what they've experienced. Um, but we also have to show tough love sometimes um, just to get them moving forward. We want to give them, provide them with resources. Um, but it's just hard. This morning I just got a call about um, someone that had been here in the past and they're trying to come back. And it's we have to have a conversation before we can just let them back in because we – we want to help them move forward. We don't want to be a crutch. Yeah. And and for some folks, that's all they really want is the crutch right at this point. Mm-hmm. But nothing in life is um, able to be done if we continually keep somebody in the emergency room. Right. Uh, they can't heal. They have to move forward. They have to go into something that's going to help them to heal mm-hmm. better. But sometimes we are there just for that emergency tonight. You need a place to stay. Yes. You got nowhere else to go. Um, you're in danger where you are. They're ready to come in, but then the guest services team with your team begin to work together to try to help people to move forward. Mm-hmm. And that that's phenomenal. I mean, it's not just three hots on a cot. Right. Yeah. Rachel, you came to Topeka Rescue Mission um, out of um, an opportunity to work with victims of human trafficking. Yes. And uh, you did that for a while. How does working at Hope Center um, and intervention with human trafficking coincide? Um, I feel like being in the shelter, I can now see it firsthand. Um, I'm able to um, be able to screen them or um, actually see them versus them coming to me um, from outside. There, I'm right there with them during the process of registration or intake or being able to have a more personal relationship, but with more people. Um, I feel like that's a very... Tough subject. A lot of people don't necessarily come out like, oh, hi, I've been a victim of human trafficking. Mm-hmm. Um, so being able to build a relationship within the shelter where they are residing at the current time um, helps them to open up more. And um, just me being able to relate as I have past lived experience in that yeah. Area. So you you know firsthand yes. what it means to be a victim of trafficking. Right. Yeah. And I appreciate you sharing that. I think that really lends more credibility to people who are listening mm-hmm. uh, because you've been in that situation, the life. Yes. And uh, God brought you out of it. Absolutely. And so here you are turning around and helping people. How mm-hmm. cool is that? It is it's amazing. Kind of like our God does that stuff, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. But Rachel, so being homeless has got all of its complications. Yes. Trafficking, um, having been a victim of trafficking, it's got its own complications. Now you're bringing them both together because um, a lot of our women who come into Hope Center have had some type of uh, trauma, mm-hmm. probably 100%. Uh, many of them have been sexual trauma of some kind. Uh, right. Many of that, uh, many of those situations could be considered part of exploitation or trafficking. What do you hope to do to take the Hope Center Topeka Rescue Mission homelessness, and victims of trafficking to the next place? What can we do more? Um, Change the culture. Um, Let them know that they are worth way more than that and that they don't need to go out. They don't need to um, be used and abused, Mm -hmm. that there is so much more out there. Mm -hmm. And with God on your side, you can do anything. Mm -hmm. Um, What was the biggest um, help to you to... um, know it was okay to come out? Um, my church group? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, me personally was a uh, Bible study group that I started 
um, after I was um, after I got out of the life, and the Bible study group was the best support group I could have ever asked for. Um, sorry. sorry, they uh, rallied around me and never judged, never had any. Um, Why'd you do that? Or what's? How did you? I mean, there was just no judgment. I felt so um, loved and so comfortable around them. And that's what helped me get through it. And so you can take that same thing and, and, <laughs> and model that here. Right. Yeah. Well, appreciate you sharing that uh, mm-hmm. because it is complicated. Um, right. uh, what we oftentimes in society are not good at mm-hmm. is not judging. Right. Uh, we look at something we don't understand and we want to label it homeless, <laughs> trafficking, druggy. And it's so easy to do. Lazy, whatever the yeah. case might be. But that didn't happen in your situation. Not at all. And and these weren't really women in your Bible study that necessarily were of your age group, right? Uh, no, they were twice my age plus a few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are still connected. Good old COVID kind of broke that situation up. But mm-hmm. we still have a uh, Facebook group for prayers. And we still get together from time to time. And, and most of them, I uh, gather from what I've heard before, they had not been in the trafficking situation themselves before. No. So they really didn't understand other than to love you. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, so so we can do that here too. Yes. We don't have to understand everything, but we do understand a lot more. Right. And, and you're in this very strategic position to do that. Well, Rachel, um, we're, we're just blessed that God has called you to TRM number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, now you're directing Hope Center, and we're, we're excited about what's Yet to come. Lamanda, how excited are you to have Rachel? Man, excited? I don't even know. Wrong word. Touches it. Yes. <laughs> um, overwhelmed with gratitude probably is one. Um, and you know, Barry, I'm just humbled. Like sometimes um, we forget sometimes how vulnerable we have to be, especially here to be able to really make the difference in lives of others. Like this is not a a field or a workplace where you can pretend to be someone or be someone on certain days and be someone else. Others like we just have to be who we are um, scars and all. Um, And God really takes some of the most horrific things in our lives and makes them beautiful so that we can help others. And so I am excited, yes, that Rachel is here. Her work ethic is impeccable. Um, Her smile, she's smart, Mm -hmm. she's joyful, she loves big. I do have to rein her in every now and then and tell her (laughs) to sleep, eat, go away for a few days, right? And do it again Um, And do it again, yes. (laughs) Um, But I also just love her heart and the beauty that is within, Um, not just the beauty that she has outwardly with her smile and her care for others, but... She is deeply, deeply beautiful. And so there is a a gratitude that I have that not only does she serve here, but that she trusts us um, to walk alongside her. You know, I joke with her all the time that I'm protective of her and, you know, all of this stuff on a personal level. Uh, But the fact that she has allowed us um, to trust her story and to trust um, her with different opportunities and stuff, she didn't have to do that. You know, um, she's been hurt before by people and she's made a choice to say TRM is different. Um, and so then I feel like that is, that humbles me to say, and I'm going to work every day to show you that we are, that even though we're humans and we fail, we really want to try to be as close of an example of Jesus as we can. And so I'm also humbled that she trusts us with that. You know, I can remember the days when we really weren't sure we 
believe that there was victims of trafficking coming to the rescue mission because we didn't uh, understand trafficking. And mm-hmm. then we said, well, wait a minute, we better take a look at this. Mm-hmm. So we started taking a look at it and we go, oh my gosh, you know, mm-hmm. there's so much of this here on the streets, mm-hmm. in the shelters, that we have to do something proactive. And let's see where God has taken it to today. Yes. That we have a Rachel here uh-huh. who can help us to even go to that next place yes. in, in interventions with trafficking. Well, one of the exciting things about uh, TRM over the years has been we have been blessed with uh, young, mm-hmm. um, energetic yes. students uh-huh. um, who have been um, uh, in school and yes. are getting ready to finish with their schooling, and they're in that internship phase. Mm-hmm. And so we've had, once again, a number of interns mm-hmm. who have come to the Topeka Rescue Mission. One in particular here today um, who came here to um, intern in the area of trafficking, human mm-hmm. trafficking. And so, uh, Maddie Willis, uh, welcome to our community, our mission today. Um, you um, are from this area, but uh, you also are part of a, a, a school in California. And so, talk about that and how you ended up here at Topeka Rescue Mission interning in the area of, of trafficking. Yeah, so I grew up in Lawrence and live in Lawrence now, but um, when I was getting my bachelor's degree, I was living overseas in the Philippines and needed a program that had a online program, but that was still reputable. So I did that while while I lived there. And then when I moved back to the States, I was looking into getting my master's in social work and looked at all the programs in the area, but all of them were more in person and not as flexible of a schedule. Um, And so I looked back at um, my school in California, California Baptist University, and they had a really great master's in social work program that's really respected and just seemed like the perfect fit. So mm-hmm. I'm in my second year and will hopefully graduate April 30th. So what Yay. is your graduate degree going to be in? Master's in social work. In social work. Master's in social work. Okay. What, what about the trafficking piece of this? What was, um, how did you even think about doing that and what, what inspires you to do that? Yeah. So kind of different pieces coming together to how I ended up here, but um, I had, was trying to find placements for my, I have two internships and I um, was asking some friends in the area and, they're like, oh, well, Amanda's at the um, mission now and you should talk to her because I think they're doing really cool stuff. And so I was like, okay. So then I called her and she had mentioned that they were doing a lot of like trauma training for all of their staff. And that's kind of what caught my interest to begin with. Um, they use TBRI, trust-based relational intervention. And um, I'm a practitioner of that and have used it. You are a practitioner? TBRI yes. practitioner? Whoa. Amazing. And they make them younger and younger. I know, I know. So <laughs> she doesn't realize it, but she signed the dotted line. She's not just an intern; she's an employee with us until 2052. She doesn't know that, that works. Though. That works. That's how we do it here, by the way. So just so you know. <laughs> so when I heard that that they were implementing it, just not on you know more the executive level, but to every staff throughout um, the organization, I was like, that is so cool because you're meeting people in some of their darkest times, and every staff, regardless of your position you have interactions with these individuals and you need to have a trauma-informed mindset and that um, you do have to be respectful and mindful of what they're going through and um, kind of choose how you interact with them um, to make sure that you're caring and meeting their needs. And so when I heard about that, I was like, oh, that's really cool to see like a pretty large organization implement that on all the levels. And so then I got talking more and they're like, we also have this um, human trafficking program that um, we're doing. And I thought that that was Really cool. It was really scary because I've never worked in that field. Um, Mm -hmm. In the Philippines, I've worked with teenage girls, and um, it's more girls that are aging out of the orphan system, and they grew up in large orphanages, and so they haven't been trafficked. um, But uh, kind of our intervention program um, in a 
more in the preventative side of trafficking because the girls that we work with are at the most risk for being exploited and trafficked once they become independent and move out. And so I've been on that side of it, um, mm-hmm. but I thought it was really cool to have this opportunity to be on the other side of it and work with individuals that are in it or have um, our survivors of it. And so Maddie, you um, talked about some things that were of interest of you to come to Topeka Rescue Mission to spend mm-hmm. your time in internship. What would you say is a couple of things that you've learned here that you feel like are the the better takeaways? Um. Yeah, so I've been learning a lot. Um, it's a lot, it's pretty overwhelming. I've been working more at the Hope Center and I'm just learning that um, all the different resources in Topeka that there are for individuals. So I'm doing some case management right now and looking into that and seeing, okay, how does um, how do we as case managers work with more of the community programs and um, different programs that are available to uh, everyone beyond like what our capacity is. So Definitely been learning about the resources in the community and how to use all the different pieces and put them together to help individuals get back into housing and get mm-hmm. um, back on their feet. Um, so that's one of the biggest takeaways I've had so far. And just learning from Rachel how to um, interact with um, the guests that are at the Hope Center and how to show compassion and kindness. And um, sometimes, like she was saying, it's a little more tough love and creating boundaries, um, but also everything that she's done and that um, I've been able to see even with that tough love, it's still done with um, compassion and kindness and mm-hmm. knowing that um, these individuals are extremely vulnerable and keeping that in um, in mind through every interaction that we have and the decisions that we make um, regarding that. So I've been definitely learning a lot from her and working under her has been really amazing to see that. Mm-hmm. Rachel, what's it like to have a Maddie here working alongside you? It's awesome. Like Lamanda, she doesn't know it yet, but she's stuck. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't know if I'm ready for April yet, but uh-huh. um, it's been awesome just to have someone else to um, like a shadow kind of to help mm-hmm. and to see and to um, just help us with all of all of our people. I know always the interns, uh, especially for those who uh, have been around a while, which the three of you haven't been around that long, but uh, comparatively. But to, to see the, the, the new ideas from yes. – um, I remember when I was in college. I think, last uh, year. Yeah, no, last year. <laughs> did I go to college? I don't remember. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, Wildcats did barely win again. Um, so, um, yeah, watching the Chiefs last night and, 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 and the Wildcats just – uh-huh. I aged a lot. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm sorry, Kay, you, that you lost. But anyway, um, you know, <laughs> I was very um, kind of a troublemaker in a way to the places mm-hmm. I internshiped at. I internshiped at several places in mental health. And uh, they would say, slow down, slow down, slow down, you know. But at the same time, um, I learned a lot and yes. I was also able to contribute. And I, I think that's what's so exciting about uh, interns coming to Topeka Rescue Mission. They come with some really cool new ideas. Mm-hmm. They learn, but also they also um, incorporate and give to us. And I'm sure that you're seeing that happen, Rachel. There's with, also with been Maddie a lot others. of firsts. Like I never thought I would be in the position I'm in now. And then Amanda's like, I think you can handle it. I mean, there's going to be, there's an intern coming in. I knew uh, that was coming. (laughs) (laughs) I know you got a lot on your plate, but you know what? You can, you got this. Uh So um, Maddie and I are kind of, we're walking this thing out together. Uh So Maddie, uh, you've already heard that you don't get to leave here. Um, 2052. 2052. 2052. But if you did, uh, or not, um, what, do you hope that your future um, is going to be, or what do you feel like the Lord has shared with you about what you're going to be doing with now a master's degree in social work, having been involved in this ministry here in the Philippines and for um, your 
stage in life, you've got a lot of experiences here. What, what do you think God may do with you? Um, I'm not exactly sure. It's just kind of taking it day by day, and um, we'll see once I graduate where he's leading me. But um, I definitely love working with um, children and families and young adults and teenagers. Um, so something along the field of that, um, I have a passion for um, education side of things. So like I said, the TBRI, I really enjoy teaching that, um, especially to foster and adoptive families. Um, and that training is great for foster and adoptive families, but also there's a huge need for education for biological families who have been involved um, in the foster care system and um, maybe getting their kids back or are through that. And so I definitely have a heart for that and getting um, that education out that out there for um, anyone caring for kids um, that have experienced pretty difficult things and um, parenting them. And even if it's not in a parenting role, but just any type of a mentor role um, is really important to me. And so education um, on some level, I'm not exactly sure, but I also love working like one-on-one with families. Um, and so at the Hope Center, I'm hoping to do some more case management with more of our families and working with them and doing more kind of helping beyond just getting their resources, but, you know, teaching them different parenting things and um, different things like that. So. Well, since God hasn't told you what you're supposed to do, we'll let you know. Uh, so uh, we don't want to let Sign you go. I mean, this is a, these are the kind of people, Amanda, that um, God is sending our way. Yes. And it's so exciting to um, see in this day and age mm-hmm. and this time that we're in to have a, a Maddie and a Rachel here and, and so many others mm-hmm. that God is sending. Um, it's Scott on last week who mm-hmm. is amazing. And yes. uh, I'm saying that cause he's standing over here on my uh-huh. left side right yeah. now with a, with an iPhone taking mm-hmm. pictures, but uh, you know, <laughs> behind and, the scenes and, and the Kim and the Josh's and the, and the, and the yes. list goes on and on and uh-huh. on. Uh, yes. The role of TRM in Topeka, Kansas is not done. No. And uh, the needs are greater mm-hmm. than we have um, seen before. We're coming out of the what we call the COVID era, we hope. and uh, But we're not coming out of the economic um, consequences mm-hmm. of the COVID era. And um, time will tell mm-hmm. what this value and the importance of this ministry and this community is going to be. Mm-hmm. And so, and then you being on board here now to take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, Maddie, um, uh, Rachel, thank you for mm-hmm. um, braving this. Maddie, your first podcast. Rachel, mm-hmm. your second, third, whatever it's been. I know that you love these. And so thank you for being willing to step away. <laughs> uh, uh, yes. And just, uh, but more than that, thank you for what you're doing here. Yes. Um, it's, it's amazing. It's mm-hmm. amazing. And Lamanda, thank you for um, just saying yes. Um, now five and a half months mm-hmm. uh, into your executive director role. And um, thank you for um, calling me only once or twice a day while I was on vacation. So, <laughs> okay. uh, but <laughs> A couple of those didn't count. Okay, they did. That's how, no, I'm, feeling with, that's how I'm feeling with Christian right now. Uh, like, how many times should I wait, like compile a lot of things uh-huh. and then call him or should I call 10 times? And just or? think, that's what Christian thinks for me. And then that's what I think for Barry. So see, we're all just in this together. Oh, yeah. it's good. And thank Thank you all for supporting us to be able to have the team that we have here, to be able to have interns here, Mm -hmm. and um, all that to be able to reach out for those who are in such significant need to know that they matter, to Mm -hmm. know that they are valued, to know that they are noticed, 
to know that there is hope. And thank you for um, listening to our community, our mission today. If you would like more information about the Topeka Rescue Mission, you can go to trmonline.org. That's trmonline.org. Again, this is podcast number 143. We're kind of rounding the bend to 145 here pretty soon. If you uh, like this podcast, would like to help us spread the word, you can subscribe, you can rate, and you can share to our community. Our mission, we'll see you again next week.